Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com This podcast was sponsored by Happy Mash. Happy Mash. Closing the orgasm gap one sex toy at a time. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of the Nasty Woman Club podcast. I'm your host Demi Lynch and welcome to the show. We're doing things a little differently this season. We are switching things up yet again. Every week now on Wednesday, I'll be joined by a special guest and we'll be sharing our thoughts, opinions, feelings, emotions on the latest news stories in the world of intersectional feminism. I wanted to do this because, honestly, I was tired of hearing just my voice every week on this podcast. I mean, why should it just be me, my voice, that you hear every single week dissect the news? Shouldn't it be a mix of people of all different backgrounds sharing their thoughts, opinions, feelings, emotions on the latest news stories of the week? Because I reckon it should be. Not just, definitely not just me. And yeah, after hearing your thoughts on a recent Instagram survey I did, I thought I would change things up a bit because I want to create content that you all actually love and are keen to listen to because... I would not be here without all you incredible listeners, followers, supporters out there. With everything that has happened with my hacked Instagram account, more on that later on in the show, I would not be here without all of you, every single one of you. So I really want to create content that you all are going to connect with and enjoy. So yeah, I really do hope you like this new format of the show. Let me know what you think. But yeah, anyway, on to today's show with my guests of the week. On today's episode of The Nasty Woman Club, I am joined by Hannah and Kristen from Cheek Media. These fabulous ladies are the minds behind the independent media company. Cheek is essentially a news platform dedicated to bringing digestible and accessible content to young people in Australia. So what better people to have on my first episode of this brand new season? Hannah and Kristen are definitely professional opinion havers and they are definitely some opinions I think would be very great to have on this show. So on today's episode, we spoke about the anti-vax protests and how the protesters are somehow co-opting the pro-choice movement. On to that later. We also shared our highlights and lowlights of the week, which of course is quite a struggle when there have been so many bad things happening around the world. But we found some highlights. There were some. That's important. (laughs) But first on the show, we need to talk about this vaccine rollout and why so many of us have to hustle to get something that's gonna save our lives. Welcome to... The Nasty Woman Club. My dears, Hannah and Kristen 
from Cheek Media. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today, ladies. Thank you for having, Thank us. You for having us. Oh, wow, matching. <laughs> <laughs> we rehearsed yeah. that before. Yes, of course. Yep, you definitely rehearsed that, yes. So the first topic that I really want us to delve into on today's episode of the Nasty Woman Club is the vaccine rollout, which I know is something that we hear in the news every single bloody day, but we need to talk about it. And as three people in the Brisbane area, (laughs) I need to hear your thoughts, feelings, emotions about this vaccine rollout in particular. So have you guys been vaccinated yet? Like, have you been able to access the vaccine from where you are? Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) Me either. I have not been able to access the vaccine yet, but we are incredibly pro-vax. Probably some of the most pro-vax people we know. Like, Kristen, do you want to tell everyone about how many pharmacies and GPs in Brisbane you've called trying to track down a jab? Yes. So, um, obviously, I want to, like, you know, start with I'm not a medical professional and I, so therefore our um, official health advice in Queensland is for someone of um, my age group, which is 27, about to be 28 tomorrow, um, (laughs) is that I should get the Pfizer vaccine. So that is the health advice that I'm going forward with. Um, But obviously like speak to doctors. And it, I looked so hard. I called all of these pharmacies, um, looking for a vaccine because they brought them into pharmacies and then we had this like really great website that had all of these pharmacies with their availability and I called a bunch of them half of the ones I called who had appointments available were like we don't even have the vaccine yet we don't have any stock and we don't we haven't been approved and I was like oh my god um I went through this whole like eligibility checker with the federal system um, only for it to like so kindly provide me with a an appointment on the 4th of November I was like okay, okay cool <laughs> that's helpful um, I even like a friend of ours works at or has worked at some of one of the clinics um, in, on the north side of Brisbane and she was like sometimes if you go in you can go you can get waitlisted and so I went in on my day off work um, and I got waitlisted. I was number one on the waitlist. I went about 1 p.m. and they were like, they gave me the sticker that said WL1 for waitlist one. And I was like, oh my God, I'm getting vaccinated today. So exciting. And they were like, come back at three. And then basically you come back at three and then you just wait. And the last appointment is at 3.50. So you wait until 3.50 and then they go and check the stock and they come back and they tell you if there's any left. And obviously, since I haven't been vaccinated, the story is given away because they came out and they were like, there are no spares um and they're like yesterday we had six spares so you never know um so that's how much I really want to get vaxxed um because I like went and waited in it was really cold well for Brisbane it was really cold that afternoon like I basically spent my whole afternoon waiting still no vaccine um and I work really close to a new vac center that has opened and now I'm being told that like you know if any day now you can just sign up and I'm on the um, I've registered. I'm on the wait list for that. Um, I don't know how long that's going to be. And now, just as we're recording this, I think three or four days ago, um, the Prime Minister came out and said that we are now officially el- eligible, which is bullshit because he told us that we were eligible like months ago um, and has said that now my age group is eligible and can get the vaccine. And I'm like, well, I will believe that when I see it. So, Currently, I'm on the federal and the state registration expression of interest list and just like literally probably seven times a day checking my email to see if 
they have emailed me and it's gone to promotions folder because if you have gmail it goes to promotions folder like the queensland health emails just so you know this is how specific your <laughs> kristen's addiction to the vaccine rollout is like yeah we've had a lot of discussions about this like so many discussions and um part of it was that when this website came out in queensland with like we're going to roll it out to pharmacies like you can and especially with um az at the moment there's obviously a lot of complex talk about and especially in new south wales like i have a lot of friends in new south wales who live in sydney who've gone to get a because that's the option and it's really scary at the moment with the amount of cases um whereas mm -hmm. i feel that in queensland there is a different and look i'm not someone who knows a lot about the healthcare system in queensland but my understanding of people's perspectives is that a lot of the time with young people there's been a lot of gps around queensland who's kind of just said i just can't you know my on oh my conscience i can't let an 18 year old go and get az when you know there's no cases in queensland at the moment i think there's a particular challenge around that like i'm on the pill so i'm recommended that i do not have az you know my doctor's sort of like very hesitant in that way so i am waiting for pfizer but it's the kind of thing where like if someone gave me the ticket approval of approval to get az i'd be getting it um mm. it's just that those conversations are harder to find in a location um where there's no cases um and it is a matter of we can wait at the moment because when like and again you know i think we had a, another conversation around the time of um, a couple of weeks ago when a 27 year old died in new, in new south wales um and it really scared us like obviously there's been a lot of research out there saying that it does affect young people and there are long-term health impacts but also deaths but i think when it's so close to home and you're seeing that happen it really jolts you into well i want it now um and it, it is terrifying to not be able to go and get it when you know it, it everywhere else in the world the places that have struggled the most through COVID are like 92 percent vaccinated um it just kind of feels like we run a really good race and at the end we failed um, and it's, it's, it's a really stressful situation for a lot of people and I'm not immunocompromised and yet I'm still fearful of what would happen if there was an outbreak in Queensland of the Delta variant. It's a stressful time. We're so pro-vax. I'd be like, literally, we were, we were researching like, what are the best GP clinics to like go to at 5pm and see if they have leftovers, like where are the best places, what are the hotspots? If someone posts a blog about it, I'm on it. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a hard situation in Queensland. And the other hard thing is like I've heard of lots of people going to hospitals to get their leftovers, mm. um, leftovers, <laughs> like spare, spare vaccines. Um, and I'm just like, I don't want to go to a hospital at this time. Like, I just feel like it's not really a good place for me to go, you know, whether I, you know, obviously, like, we should all be acting like we have COVID. And that's how we should be carrying around the world. So there's that I don't want to go if there's like always a chance um but also i don't as a healthy person want to go into a hospital in a pandemic so that's another thing it's just mm -hmm. like where do you it's just i don't know i just feel like what am i supposed to do like i'm trying really hard to do the right thing um and like cut through all of the the like murdoch bs that has been going around and it's really hard when you don't really know who to turn to like We've um, you know, had quite a strong state government in this whole thing, um, and I do trust that. But now all I can do is be on a wait list, and then every time I watch the press conference, Dr. Young is like, we'll just make sure that you get on the list. I don't want to see any empty appointments. And I'm like, I'm on the list. I'm so keen. Like I said to my friend the other day, like if there was like just like a spare vaccine, maybe one has like fallen down the behind like the desk at the clinic, I'll take that as long as it's wrapped up. <laughs> but at the moment it's kind of like what else can you do yeah yeah that's pretty much what it's become like I just hate how it's become you have to hustle to get it which really really sucks for people 
like like for example for all of us english is our first language for all of us you know we have access to internet every single day so like for people that you know english isn't their first language they don't have access to internet or they're living with a disability they don't have the energy or the opportunity to hustle this much to try and get the vaccine and even when you do hustle you might not even get the vaccine like it just really sucks that something that's the most necessary thing right now is like such an effort to get and I feel very, very lucky. So I have been able to get vaccined, but that's because I do three hours a week of um, disability work. So then I count as a disability worker. So because of that, then I was able to get the vaccine, which I'm so happy about. But mm-hmm. at the same time, awesome. at, at the, the same time though, when I was lining up, I was just like, I feel bad. I feel bad because there's so many people that can't do it right now. And, and yeah, and yeah, for me, I had to get... Pfizer because for me I have factor five which is this thing that is makes me prone to blood clots very easily so my doctor was just like on the safe side just do Pfizer I can't as you said be have a good conscious and then recommend um, AstraZeneca but it was just it was just the weirdest feeling though going there because I felt so excited I was just like yes I'm finally getting the vaccine yes but at the same time I was just like I feel so bad there are people that are just like because the only reason I was actually able to get it, because even when I was trying to find it myself, it was so hard to get an appointment. I had to wait like a month. And I had like a panic attack because this is when the news came out about that um, 27-year-old. And bless my mom, God bless her, like she had just gotten her second vaccine. And she was just like, all right, you know what? That's fine. Look, you got a lot of shit to do. I'm going to call up everyone. I'm going to mum them. I'm going to like be, <laughs> I'm gonna, like, be like, you have to get my daughter a vaccine appointment. She's a, she's, a, she's a disability worker. She needs a vac. She needs Pfizer. Get it. And she got it. So, but yeah, it just, it does make me realize that, yeah, obviously not everyone has that. And I do like, I f- it's like, what is it? Is it like survivor guilt? Like you just feel like I'm very happy right now that I have like this first vaccine, but I just feel guilty at the same time. Just like there's so many other people that need it right now. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely, and it's the kind of thing where even we, when we are hustling it, like part of it was, you know, when they opened, when, when that initial, and I'm not sure if you remember this press conference, when Scott Morrison came out and said like, you know, AZ is available, young people go and get it. And then the premiers and the chief health officers at the state level kind of came out and were sort of challenging that advice. And there was a whole, it was a whole raft of argument coming out about whether or not we should be getting AZ. Although I was fine with the messaging, like if you can get vaccinated, get vaccinated, it's a complex issue. The fact that there was disagreement at that level was really confusing to the public. But the other issue that we discussed a lot of the time was like, I am at the back of the line for this Mm. for a reason. Like I am a young, healthy individual. There are a lot of people who need this before me. So like at that level, I don't know if I should be getting it. And that's like a moral thing for me to do. Like that is a moral internal argument for me to have. But when I have access to it, and if someone came up to me and was like, we have a spare jab, do you want it? I'm going to take it. Like that's an ethical question in itself as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that, that's the other thing about like, um, where even when um, we were like on the federal level being encouraged to get AstraZeneca um, and then we had like Doc Young saying, you know, these are the people who are eligible right now. I was like, well, we're being told that we have to prioritise the people who have had their first jabs, the people in aged care and disability work, um, you know, people who are immunocompromised, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I kind of felt the same as like what Hannah was saying. It's like what, you know, I've, I'm being told that I'm like 
at the bottom of the list or at least like much further down than Scott Morrison has just like you know insinuated that I am so it's a bit of a a weird a weird position to be in Mm, yeah it definitely is a weird position because then you, you feel like yeah as you said like are there more people that deserve this more than me but it's just it's just so confusing it's just like I get so because all three of us we work in the media so we ourselves have like all this access and it's our literally our jobs to like be on the know of everything but it's exhausted being on the know trying to be on the know of everything like Mm -hmm. what's this the vaccine because I don't know about you but my friends and family they ask me what's going on I was just like I don't know they're just like you work in the media it's just like I don't know still I don't even know and I work in the media. It's a really specific kind of um, guilt as well because, I, like, if I can't make this translatable for, like, if we're making content where we're supposed to be expressing how like, a simple understanding so that people are feel more informed, um, which a lot of people will message us about, can you cover this specific thing? Can you explain to me this specific thing? And if I can't explain it when I've spent two hours trying to read seven different articles about it and none of them agree with each other, how am I supposed to clearly communicate that to someone? Um, and if, yeah, if it's confusing for us who literally spend hours a day trying to get the answer, you know, trying mm-hmm. to ring the pharmacy, trying to get the appointment, trying to determine what the difference between the federal and state wait lists mean, um, how is that, if, how is the general public who, you know, is watching a current affair for their news or reading the Courier Mail for their news supposed to reach a, a good conclusion? Like, it's just impossible. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We hear about it on the news. COVID-19. Coronavirus outbreak. COVID nightmare. We hear about it during the daily press conferences. Community transmission numbers are disturbingly high. I know it's difficult, but so too is being on a machine to breathe. Yes, we may hear about it 24-7, but what we don't hear about enough is how this pandemic is affecting everyday people. What is it actually like being separated from your partner, your parents, your children, your loved ones, in the middle of a global pandemic. I think I struggle with a bit of the guilt, like it's this mom guilt in you. How are these lockdowns affecting our mental health and financial circumstances? So you're running like on on the edge basically all the time. And why are we all so frustrated with the Australian government? The reality is our hotel quarantine system is broken. It's vastly inadequate. We at the Nasty Woman Club wanted to put together a special series dedicated to the everyday people and how this pandemic has changed their lives forever. We hope by sharing these stories, we can help people not only feel more heard, but also feel less alone. So stay tuned for our limited podcast series, Hearts Apart. Humanising the numbers behind COVID-19, one podcast episode at a time. The next topic we need to delve into and swearing for this topic is highly (laughs) encouraged, highly accepted because we are talking about anti-vaxxers and if there are any anti-vaxxers listening to this, 
Firstly, I think you might be lost. Secondly, <laughs> may- maybe make yourself a cup of tea and just not listen to this conversation because we are all very pro-vax, but we are, and we are very, very frustrated because over the weekend there were several anti-vaccination, anti-lockdown protests in Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, and then on the border of New South Wales and Queensland, and there was yes. a guy on the white horse. Give me your thoughts, feelings, emotions about this. Tell me, what are your thoughts on this? Can you tell me about the white horse? Because I've seen pictures, but I haven't heard about the white horse. Okay, so there's so... It hits me at home because I used to live in the Tweed area. So I was like like scanning him being like, I swear I recognize that man. <laughs> but so basically in the Tweed Shire, Tweed area is a very weird area in regards to with borders because you literally can you, there's like literally a house then a street and then another house and they're both on like different state lines and funny funny to say though like when back in the day when i was like in my clubbing days 18 19 years old like it was always just like oh daylight savings time all right we'll go clubbing new south wales then clubbing queensland because of daylight savings so that is good <laughs> but obviously not very good when there is a lockdown so pretty much over the weekend, it was on uh, Sunday, a bunch of people came to the Twitchai area and everyone was like encouraging others to cross the border and be like, cross the line. And then then in front of the, um, oh, what's it called? It's like, it's like a, um, oh, what's it called? Not a casino. I, I know this place. Coolangatta. Uh, I don't know. It's like a Coolangatta. What's like the an place? RSL or like RSL, a... that's the word. I was thinking, what's the place old people go to? RSL. <laughs> yeah, RSL. So, yeah. RSL, yeah. So you have the RSL and then you just have this man on a white horse. He's galloping by, encouraging people to cross the lines. Oh, my God. What yeah. a visual. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, Wow, yes. so brave of him. So brave. <laughs> so brave. So brave. He wasn't even wearing a saddle. My God. Oh, my so God. Literal bareback. <laughs> yeah news protection god <laughs> so my dears what are your thoughts feelings emotions on these anti-lockdown protests that have been happening first of all it's like struck me as quite weird how many people who are not actually they weren't anti-vaxxers before covid who are like specifically anti-covid vax which i find that's really interesting um and I don't know where this whole like it's in trial mode thing came from because I honestly and like you can correct me if if I'm wrong anyone but I just don't find I don't know where the receipts are like I've got these people telling me that it's it's like in a trial until 2023 and I'm like where did you read that like did Chris Evans tweet it or is it like hey, official? Pete Evans. Pete Evans. What Every did I say? Chris, poor Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. Oh, oh, Captain oh America. Captain America. America. <laughs> I would Captain like America. to put out no, a formal easy. apology. Um, Captain America, if you're listening. Yeah. Mar- Marvel, sure Marvel fans are just going to cancel you right now. <laughs> Pete Evans. That's so weird. I was actually thinking Pete Evans. And then I was like, I don't even know what I said. Anyway. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, and I don't know where that has come from, um, but I feel like that has been, like, a great success for the anti-vax movement and they have just, like, gained, like, so much more power. 
Um, and I read an article about how they have like rebranded themselves from anti-vax to pro-choice in an effort to like seem softer. Um, and I did write an article about this, which you can read on Cheek. Blog. Instagram. Yes, highly um, recommend, highly recommend reading it. Yes. Um, and it, I did get a, I got some information from that um, article about how they have rebranded into more of like a softer um, movement that is more pro than anti, which is why they're in the like pro-choice. Um, that's what they claim to be. They're co-opting obviously a movement that many generations of women have been fighting for that has to do with individual choice, which the vaccine is not individual choice. First of all, no one is forcing you to get a vaccine and in comparison, abortions like are illegal and inaccessible in many parts of the world. Um, so it's not it's not the same. Okay, it's very different. Um, so, uh, but at this point, I just feel so much anger at these people, and I think I don't know. Uh, I don't know how. Like last time, I was just like, "What the fuck is going on?" Like I was just. I felt like we were in The Handmaid's Tale. Like, this is, like, some dystopian world. This is really fucked up. And even just, like, the similarities with America and, like, when I say that, I mean, like, these are the, probably the people who used to think, like, oh, America, blah, Australia is, like, we just got this, Australians have this weird complex about being so much better than Americans and, like, we're smarter and we're this and we're that. But I'm, like, you're, this is, like something that would happen in America and it's really bizarre because our cultures are actually very different um so that was disturbing but I in like as far as my feelings go I just feel so angry like fuck those people truly like I know there's a lot of talk about you know the they haven't been supported by their government and they feel helpless like fuck you do you think everyone else doesn't feel helpless like there's one thing feeling helpless it's a whole another thing to be so fucking selfish and like, you know, this is not an original thought. Everybody has been saying this, but where are those people when there's real human rights being violated? Like, where are you when there's a rally for Afghanistan, which there was in the city today? Where are you when we're fighting for the rights of refugees? Like, you want freedom? Like, give up your healthcare. Like, give up any type of society. You're like, you don't get roads anymore. You don't get roads. You don't get traffic lights. Like, good luck trying to fucking cross the road because you can't use the pedestrian crossing anymore. These people are just, I don't know. I I don't feel bad for them. And I know that lots of people are saying that they feel bad because they're obviously have been taken advantage of. But I'm just at the point where I'm like, if you wanted to find out the like actual truth and the facts, then you could have fucking found them. And there are a lot of steps for, between like being angry at government mandates and rules to going out on the street, coughing all over people and, like, making this huge fuss, being a huge suck on resources. There's just such so many steps in between that. And, you know, I have a healthy, like, distrust of government. I think that everybody should, but there are a lot of things you could do before doing that. Yeah, absolutely. What do you have to say about that, Hannah? I think that like, and I think one of the points that you touched on that I completely agree with and that really riles me up is like this idea that like we all love lockdown, like this idea that, you know, they're the only ones fighting and that, you know, why don't we acknowledge the struggle? Like, why are we just like conforming? I also fucking resent the term sheeple. 
please, <laughs> if, I get, if I get one more sheep emoji in our DMs from anti-vaxxer, I will literally scream. I cannot handle it. <laughs> because my, my thought is like, okay, I'm a born and bred rule follower. I love rules. They guide my life. I am not pleased to be locked inside my home. I'm not. And I'm also, I'm not locked inside my home. I'm literally not being oppressed. I am just following community guidelines to protect others. There is a difference. I am not a robot watching the television. Absor- I, I don't sit there and think, I have the biggest crush on Gladys Berejiklian and Brad Hazard. I do not sit around thinking, isn't Scott Morrison just heavenly? I've never had those thoughts once. I am not following the government. I am not just sitting here lying down like, tell me what to do. I I resent that. And that's one of the things that I hate most about the anti-vax movement is that they think that that's what the rest of us do. It's absolutely not. But I think that there is this interesting thing where they cannot see beyond their own individual selfishness. They cannot even exit their bubble far enough to realize the implications of what they're doing. And they understand, like, when I think about them, I'm like, if they have living parents or grandparents, do they not understand that the threat that they pose in literally going outside and doing this? Like, it's awful because a lot of the rhetoric we're seeing is just like, fuck up and die. Like, there's a lot of just like awful, divisive language. And I engage in it too. Like I'm the one who will get up and be like, what, what is this aggressive tweet I'm going to write about these people today? Like I love jumping on and being like, Let, is, let's make a statement. Let's say something. Let's respond to this. But at the same time, it's just like, it's such divisive behavior. And like the interesting part about like anti-vaxxers is like, we're never going to be able to have a conversation. Like there's vaccine hesitancy where we can sit down and say like, what are you nervous about? Like, let's have a chat. Let's look at the stats. Let's do some reading. Let's find a really good resource. And let's like, look at what here and just like talk through why you're nervous or why you're hesitant to get this and like what you should be doing and who you should be talking to but then with the anti-vax movement and the way that they speak to us and the way that we speak to them I just know there's not really an answer for that they're either just never going to get it and they're going to face that the repercussions because my understanding of what's going to happen is we're going to gradually open and coronavirus is still going to exist but the vaccinated are just not going to feel the symptoms of that as aggressively so eventually the longer we wait my hope is that the outcomes will speak for themselves. So as much as I'm furious all the time, that's like what I have to say to myself, like this will all prove in the end, like we'll be okay. But for the moment, it's probably the most infuriating. And I truly like in Brisbane, I can be sitting on my couch and feel furious. I can be out to dinner feeling furious. But in New South Wales and Victoria, that's a whole different story. Like I cannot imagine having been in lockdown for two months. Like I called my best friends today who live in Sydney and I'm just like, like I can feel that they're like particularly deflated at the moment because like watching that happen in Melbourne and Sydney, this must be just, it just must crack you open, to be honest. Like I can't even imagine what looking out the window and seeing fucking thousands of people in the street. One of the most violent protests we've had in decades as well yesterday in Melbourne, mm-hmm. in this country, and just like feel hopeful about anything. Like we were trying today we were like maybe we should post some good news content maybe we should like mm, let's like lift up and then I went onto like various news websites and I was like where is it where is it there is nothing there is nothing it's, it's horrific um but yeah like I I everyone's walking around wondering why they're feeling burnt out like it's clearly in front of us like no one's sleeping well no one's eating well no one's looking well at the moment and it's like it's the culmination of 18 months of absolute shit yeah yeah it's no surprise that we're all literally just feel like we're just in the corner wrapping our arms around the legs just like rocking back with forward going yeah. it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay but it's yeah not gonna be okay yeah which i think oh. we need to normalize we need to normalize the fact that we're all not doing okay 
But if we're going to normalize that, then we need to recognize that it's not all about you. Everyone's going through all this shit. So don't make it worse for everyone by going on a fucking protest, not wearing a mask. And also, for example, Sydney had, what was it, over 800 cases in a day. Like they just keep breaking. Today, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 833, I think. 30. Oh it was a flat number. I'm pretty sure but I it was 860 something yesterday. No, it was more today than yesterday. Oh. Oh, oh, that's right, 8.25 and then 8.33, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Retracted again. Retracted. <laughs> oh, but it's just like, how does that, how, how do people like think, oh, I'm going to be in a massive big group of people without a mask when there's over 800 cases just in a day? Like, it's yeah. just, how do you, how do you, like, yeah, I think, I really do think it is what it is. They're just thinking short-term long term but then what i don't understand though okay all right so what's your actual plan your anti-lockdown okay so if we lift the lockdowns obviously there's going to be more cases and obviously there's going to be more people dying what's what, what's your plan what's your plan like it just seems that's to my be... thought always too is just... what's the what is what is your idea of perfect in this situation what would you like the government to have done it just honestly seems like a toddler tantrum. Like, say, if you're mm. driving in the car, a toddler's in the back going, "I want maggots. I don't. I. I don't. I don't want to sit next to her in the car." It's just like, okay, where do we like to sit? I don't want to sit next to her in the car. It's just like, well, there's no other seats in the car. You gotta sit next to your sister in the car. It's just, it just honestly feels like they're just having a temper tantrum, but they're not actually thinking what. Okay, what's going to be the other option? What's option B then if we can't have a lockdown to prevent? A fucking pandemic from taking over the country like it's just exactly the other thing is there's so many levels like you've got the straight up likes um pandemic people who don't think who just like completely deny the existence of covid and then you have the people who don't want to get vaccinated and like hannah said like there's vaccine hesitant and there's like straight up anti-vax um and then there's the like anti-maskers which i honestly am really confused about like remember back in the day when only like healthcare professionals wore masks no one had a problem with them then um and I we actually had someone like I saw someone replied to one of our tweets saying that people are dying from pneumonia because of the germs gathering up in their mask um obviously I'm not a professional but I would just like to say like just keep your mask clean. I yeah, think clean you'll be fine. Chuck it in the wash. You're exactly. not, you're not meant to wear your, the same mask. Like if you're wearing your mask all day, you're not meant to wear the exact same mask <laughs> the next day. Like you wouldn't wear the same pair of underwear two days in a row. I don't well, know. I, I worry that that is probably too much logic to apply. Because <laughs> when I first saw it, I'm like, just keep your mask clean. And I'm like, no, <laughs> don't be silly. They haven't thought about it that much. You can't um, what to complain to- about yeah, they just want someone to complain about. Exactly. And, and then they'll just be like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me to wash my mask. Just be like, well, you wash your undies. Yeah. Wash no one's yeah. telling you to do that predominantly. Yeah, no, no, oh, yeah, no one's telling I you to do I assume. <laughs> yeah, it's just all, it's all a shit show. It's just mm-hmm. all a shit show. And like you said, Hannah, we're in Brisbane and we are fuming. Imagine the people in Sydney and Melbourne right now, just going in and out and in and out of lockdowns and imagine the anger and just the, yeah, as like just tiredness and overwhelm they must feel when they're going through lockdowns. Whereas Brisbane, it has been hard, obviously, but God, it's been so much better than some other bloody states, that's for sure. 
it's pretty good and it is a I like do feel quite privileged that I just get to be angry instead of like also really scared because I have enough like fear about the um the virus anyway and like what kind of impacts and like you know a lot of people say it's just a matter of time before it comes back um but like the way that every time Gladys Berejiklian gets up for her 11 a.m press conferences which I do like fairly regularly watch she always says like I just don't I like it's kind of like I'm not quoting her but like I'm doing my best I don't know what else I'm supposed to do no one else has figured this out but it's like look around you like look over the border you know she keeps saying like no premier has the able to do this it's like well ours did and it's the same with western australia um the northern territory who I always go on about this but no one gives a shit about the northern territory and Tasmania has been fine exactly northern territory went into a 48 hour lockdown over one case it was so strict stricter than anything we have experienced in Brisbane honestly I think stricter than a lot well definitely stricter than Sydney because no one knows what the fuck's the rules are there (laughs) but like they it was even it was like even if you're um if you're outside doing anything masks on you know how we have those rules it's like if you're doing strenuous exercise you can take your masks off the NT chief minister said do not do strenuous activity like just outside masks on otherwise stay at home and the New South Wales Premier has the gall to get up and say, oh, well, I'm doing my best and I don't know what else anyone else would do. It's like, well, there are people doing it so much better. The path than is laid. Exactly. Like, yeah. Instructional guide on how to do this. And it'll be awful, but it'll be two more weeks as opposed yeah. to months of this half-assed lockdown. Exactly. The Thank problem you. is that her, um, the New South Wales election is coming up in December of this year. And all she's concerned about is, this is a very bold statement, but seriously, all she's concerned about is getting re-elected. And, like, in my mind, like, say goodbye to that. Like, the ship has well and truly fucking sailed. Um, And now her trying to, like, be, like, softball it and try to make people like her is just unfortunately causing more cases and more deaths in New South Wales. We'll be back in just a moment, but first I want to talk to you all about today's sponsor, Happy Mash. Lacking, unfulfilling, infrequent, unrewarding, lackluster. These were just some of your answers to my latest survey where I asked you all to describe your sex life to me in one word. And majority of respondents seem to feel unsatisfied with their sex lives. Sex shouldn't be a chore. It should be fun, playful. It should be a time where you can truly disconnect from the world and have some fun with your partner. Obviously, sometimes life gets in the way and unpredictable events can impact this, but it's important that your pleasure is still prioritized in the bedroom. I've found the best way to improve this is to incorporate sex toys during sex. Sex toys aren't just for masturbating. They can be used on yourself or your partner during intercourse. Happy Mash have a great range of sex toys that can be incorporated in the bedroom. This lady startup is dedicated to closing the orgasm gap and has easy to digest information about what sex toys to use for certain pleasure spots. So head on over to the Happy Mash website and make sure when you go to checkout, you use the code NASTYWOMAN20, that's NASTYWOMAN20, to get 20% off all toys store-wide. Happy Mash, closing the orgasm gap one sex toy at a time. 
So to finish today's episode, I thought it would be nice to come together and talk about our lowlights and highlights of the week. But I think what we might do, we might start off with our lowlights. So at least we can finish on a good note because, and also as well, so we could try and think of some highlights because it's, it, it, I have a feeling it might be hard to figure out some highlights of the week. So Hannah, my dear, what was your low light of the week? Mm, there's quite a few, like at least three a day, but I think that the one that takes the cake. <laughs> just a couple, just a couple. <laughs> The one that took the cake was <laughs> yesterday. I um, I had the pleasure of receiving a comment that in in a, in a paragraph on our like um, protest post, um, someone managed to criticize how we could possibly be an independent media company three times in one paragraph because we were not um, supporting his and I quote God given rights <laughs> um, to go outside. Now, someone lo- lovely, someone very interesting commented back, um, you know, God doesn't exist, thought, oh, interesting, I'm going to let some play out. Um, but at the same time, simultaneous to this comment, uh, I did not get the exact order I wanted from my McDonald's takeaway. The chips were missing. So the combo, the combo really <laughs> official low light. So. I love how they have to say, like, oh, you can't be independent. And it's just be like, all right, if I'm not independent, Murdoch, where's my money? Where's my money at, Murdoch? Exactly. Exactly. Who's paying yes. us? Uh, all right, Kristen, my dear, low light. Um, I low think my, the week. my low light, and I know that earlier in the podcast you talked about Afghanistan. Um, I think it's just really like the refugee and um, the issue with people seeking asylum crisis, I should say, in Australia this year has been kind of more front of mind than than many other times with the um, Tamil family getting, you know, booted out of Villa Wheeler previously in their fight to come back to Australia. Um, and now with all of uh, many, many Afghanistan people trying to seek asylum in Australia, um, I think that in terms of when I look at the lockdown protests and compare what people who are locked up on Manus Island and onshore in Australia are facing compared to what these people think are being, like they think they're being stripped of their human rights. It really, really bothers me because these people are like taking up space in our country, um, you know, utilising all the things that I mentioned, everything that we are privileged to have, like a really good healthcare system. And the government is still spending billions of dollars on Manus Island, Christmas Island, onshore detention, um, detaining people and that stark contrast really, really bothers me and it did like, it gets to me like all the time but I feel like particularly this week um, I'm just like wow like all of these people who think their freedoms are stripped from them should go and live on Christmas Island for like one week and see what they think about it then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah definitely agree there. It's definitely been a week where yeah again uh, yeah it's just I just have no words honestly like it's just honest like the images and videos that have come through this past week of what's been happening in in Afghanistan and I also feel kind of annoyed at myself because obviously this isn't just something that's just happened overnight the people there have been fighting pretty much just to stay alive like for and in particular for example the interpreters and the contractors that worked with the military force so many of them have just been 
left there. Like they've just been left behind even after working with the military for years and they've been threatened by the Taliban. They have, or there's also been attempt of, uh, attempt assassinations and they've just been left behind. And now all of a sudden it's just like, oh, the Taliban have the, have the whole country now. And then they're just like, well, well shit. Yeah. Yeah. They are dangerous bunch. And you guys have done nothing to try and save us for all these years and months. And now it's just like this big massive scavenge of like trying to get everyone. And it's just, yeah, it's just a really, there's a really obviously a, la a lacking in the government right now. Obviously I don't know the full details, but there definitely is a clear lacking because all these people, they needed help ages ago. And now that's all of a sudden just like, oh yeah, we're going to help them now. It's just like, well, mm. it's a little too late. And now they have their lives. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be taken because of that. But Anyway, on to other topic to finish the episode on a more lighter note. We are going to do highlights because it has been a real shitty week and we are going to, oh my God, I didn't even say my low light. Fuck right. Okay. My low light very quickly. I didn't even say mine. My low light was my Instagram account getting hacked. That sucks. that would be your low light. I would be surprised if you said anything else. If it got worse, <laughs> if it got worse than that in a personal sense, I can't. Yeah. I, I feel very proud that I actually forgot about it because that's all I've been thinking about for the past couple of days. So I feel very happy that I actually forgot about it for a yeah. sweet moment there. People listening, those I don't know, my Instagram got hacked and being held for ransom. So now I've had to start a new one, which sucks because Nasty Woman Club is how I make my money. And you kind of need money to pay the bills. So that kind of sucks. So yeah, that I was just, again, in the corner crying for numerous days, but it has been really beautiful. Everyone just being so supportive, sharing my new page and just, uh, yeah, but I'm just very overwhelmed by it all. Cause obviously now I'm just starting from scratch, which is not fun, not fun at all, but. Yeah, but anyway, we're going to go to highlights now. We're going to do your go highlight first. Highlight first. All right, my highlight. What has been my highlight? Okay, when I was feeling really shitty about myself, and because I I feel I felt really stupid because the reason why I got hacked was because Instagram, quote unquote, Instagram wasn't Instagram. Surprise there. Instagram or the hackers sent me an email to say like, oh, there's some copyright issues and oh, you need to log in here. Otherwise your account's going to get deleted. It looked legit. And I felt, I honestly felt so stupid that I would just let my information out, even though it looked really legit. And I just felt so stupid. And I just was so sad when all that was happening. But my beautiful partner has just been so amazing to me. And he now some people might just roll their eyes when I say he brought home flowers and just be like, okay, whatever. He brought home flowers, but he cannot breathe when there are flowers in the house. So I feel I felt so happy. I was just like, the ultimate sacrifice. <laughs> yes. he, made the sacrifice. he bought me sunflowers and he's just like, yeah, it's okay. I was just like, but you can't breathe though. It's just like, that's okay. I know, I know sunflowers make you happy. It's just like, I'll spray next week when they're dead. I bring them Who needs yeah. breathing? Yes. Yes. The, which really sucks. Cause I love, flowers with all my life but whenever we go past a florist it honestly like his reaction is you're, if, like, you're I, resuscitating him yeah, <laughs> his reaction because he's got bad asthma his reaction is always as if like i've done a disgusting fart it's just, <laughs> so i feel very happy he sacrificed his breathing for me because i felt sad very special very special very yes. brave 
<laughs> so brave. So brave. We need more men like that. <laughs> Sacrificing breathing for us. <laughs> what was your highlights of the week? Um, mine is like yet to happen, but it's going to happen. And that is that the Paralympics are starting on Tuesday. Yes. And I love the Olympics and Paralympics. Like I am a diehard Olympics and Paralympics watcher. So like mm-hmm. literally, um, I had, like I've been telling everyone today, like it's starting on Tuesday. Like these are the sports that are coming up. Like I love it. I'm very excited. It's going to make my week. And I think it's actually kind of crucial because I think that the two weeks for the Olympics were really helpful to people in lockdown. Um, I think it's really good just like background viewing and like something to like cling to like medals and just like a bit like it it, it brings something to the table I think when people are inside and I think the Paralympics, Paralympics will do the same and I think it will raise viewings for both the Olympics and Paralympics which I think is great so yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I just really hope the Paralympics get the same amount of attention or even more attention than the Olympics themselves because all those athletes deserve it. And I always have a very soft spot for, bless his soul, Dylan Alcott. I love yes. Mm-hmm. Him and Chantel Oten and their and she, fur baby. Her book I, is coming out. Did you see it? How good does it yes, look? It looks so freaking good. They're just like the, I think they're like the power best couple. couple. They're power couple of Australia. I love them and adore them. I cannot wait to see Dylan Alcott on the courts. I'm just I'm so excited. Absolutely. I think if he starts this week, I think it was like he announced that it was like one week and that was like Thursday. So it must be that he's playing like early in the week this week. Yes, yes, awesome. All right, Kristen, what is Um, your highlight? My highlight. So I was just on Instagram um, and there was a sponsor post that came up from Greenpeace and it is promoting um, someone called Ash because he is running a, um, okay, I was just checking that his name was Ash. Um, he is running a campaign to get onto the board of directors with AGL. And AGL ha- are the biggest polluter in Australia. Um, and also it's come out recently that they have some of the worst working conditions. Like one of the things that I read about that they did is when the um, compulsory super contribution went up over like in the new financial year, they had most of their workers take the super out of their own pay they like found this loophole in the contracts so ash is 18 and he is running for to go get on the board of directors um i am not quite sure like i know you can definitely donate but i signed a petition that you can just access through the greenpeace um ap instagram page which is the asia pacific or maybe it's australia australia pacific yeah yeah um instagram page but i just like Doing things like that, I feel like um, is it just like has a really soft spot for me because I know that a lot of young people and a lot of progressive people and like the young progressive people who overlap are very much like, oh, like this sucks, like this energy company is like destroying the planet and not even paying their workers properly. And I feel like our first thing that we want to do is like disengage from them and be like boycott, which is awesome. But I just love when I see particularly young people, like 18 years old, incredible, going in and being like, I want to be on the board of directors. Like, I just feel like that is so, so fucking cool. Um, And I'm just all about it. And that is like literally the sole piece of good news that I have read this entire week. (laughs) The only good thing. Uh, 
yes, I think many people can agree with you that, yeah, there is definitely very limited good news from this week. But I think that is so fucking badass. Yes, more young people in power. And yes, that is so true. There is there is all different ways to protest the big major corporations. Obviously, there's boycotting, but there's also getting up that leaderboard and being the one that makes the decisions. And yeah, go Ash. Yes, mm. yes, yes. Exactly. And also everyone run for run in the next election. <laughs> yeah. We yes. have to like be in the government to make mm-hmm. the changes. Like that's something I'm totally a proponent of. And I've never even thought about it in this context, but I'm like, fuck, that's cool. Go mm-hmm. you. Incredible. Yes. I will be donating to um, his campaign. Yes. Here for that. Yeah. We'll make sure we leave a link in the show notes about that and also any other articles or any other stories that was mentioned in today's episode but before we leave ladies plug away who where where can people find you it sounds so weird when i say plug away but yeah plug away where can people find you what 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 where can people yeah i don't know what else our major platforms instagram and it's at cheek media co is our handle um we also have a facebook page we're even on linkedin i don't know why we just share things and a few business people eventually will be like yes 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 but it'll happen <laughs> um and then we have our as chris mentioned earlier the weekly cheek podcast which comes out every wednesday and that's on spotify apple pods and google pods or you can find it at our website which is cheekmedia.com.au Yes, thank you so much. And yes, highly recommend. Definitely check out their Instagram. Definitely check out their podcast. And it's just, it's just, it just, it's just all so coordinated so beautifully. It makes me very <laughs> jealous of like how you just, it just, I, I, as someone on social media, I just, I get very jealous when people have like just everything all like perfect and just everything written out all good. It's just like, I want that. Oh, uh, we do not <laughs> so it's really nice to hear like sometimes I'm looking at it I'm like, I cannot believe I posted those colors in a row and I like stare <laughs> at the face. <laughs> oh, well thank you so much guys for coming on to today's show for the first episode of the latest season of the Nasty Woman Club I greatly appreciate it thank you for ranting with me about this week's news in interse- intersectional feminism thank you for thank having you. us thank you we love ranting yes <laughs> <laughs> yes that is it for today's episode of the nasty woman club podcast the first episode of the brand new season the brand new format i really do hope you all enjoyed the show enjoy this new way i'm taking the nasty woman club because i really want this to become a space where people of all backgrounds races religions ages genders can share their opinions about the latest news stories in the world of intersectional feminism so yeah I'm your host, Demi Lynch. Stay nasty, everyone. This podcast was sponsored by Happy Mash. Happy Mash, closing the orgasm gap one sex toy at a time.